Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Harry Potter Theory YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. In today's video, we're going to be tackling quite a controversial topic, the Harry Potter films versus the Harry Potter books. Now, I was first exposed to the books. They were the first thing that I knew of Harry Potter, and I think that the general consensus among Harry Potter fans is that the books are superior, mainly because they have so much more detail. They're the original story. The films, on the other hand, took some liberties. Some characters looked and even acted differently. Plot points were omitted, and overall, they were just much more condensed. But what did you expect? Six hour long movies? I love the Harry Potter films, I think they're great, and while the books did a lot of things better, and are, in my opinion, superior, it doesn't mean that there aren't things that the films did better than the books. In today's video, I'm going to be touching on 20 things that I feel the films did better than the books. For the diehard book fans, try to watch this one with an open mind. This is going to be a mix of longer and shorter points, ranging from single lines, moments that were included, excluded, all the way to major shifts in the way that the films turned out. Without further ado, let's get started. Number 1. Hermione Punching Malfoy In The Prisoner of Azkaban, Hagrid's pet Buckbeak is at one stage sentenced to death. Malfoy's response to this tragic sentencing is to mock Hagrid, who was crushed after hearing the news. In the book, Harry, Ron, and Hermione all try to get to Malfoy to smack him, but Hermione gets there first and slaps him across the face. In the film, however, Hermione sticks her wand into his neck, and ends up punching him shortly after. 2. Omission of Quidditch Quidditch is a great game, and certainly an integral part of the Harry Potter story. However, it does seem to pop up quite often, and I'm not sure that it would have done the films justice to show us Quidditch match after Quidditch match. What the films did wonderfully was show just enough Quidditch to keep us interested, but not so much that it became monotonous. In order to achieve this, certain Quidditch scenes were cut, and I think that this was a good call. 3. Comic Relief At the end of the day, even a story like Harry Potter, where the stakes are so high, like the sanctity of the entire wizarding world, comic relief is certainly needed. One thing that I feel the films did particularly well was pick and choose when a moment of humour was appropriate. One of my favourite examples of this was when Harry drank Felix Felicis. 4. Mirror of Erised In The Philosopher's Stone, Harry first encounters the Mirror of Erised, a magical mirror that shows us the deepest, most desperate desires of our hearts. 
In the book, Harry sees his parents and his grandparents, but in the film, Harry just sees him and his parents. I feel that this was a positive change as it provided a more intimate glance into the longing that Harry felt for his parents. 5. Dobby's Last Words Dobby, the lovable house-elf that Harry grew to care for over the course of the books and films, eventually dies after being struck with a knife thrown by Bellatrix Lestrange. In the book, Dobby's last words were Harry Potter, mimicking his first ever words to Harry, which made them fairly significant. However, in the film, Dobby's last words were much more heartbreaking, and I felt that they were more impactful. Such a beautiful place to be with friends. Dobby is happy to be with his friend, Harry Potter. 6. The Tale of the Deathly Hallows The story of the Peveril brothers, Antioch, Cadmus, and Ignotus, as well as the Deathly Hallows, was in both the book and film. It shows the brothers conquering death, obtaining the Hallows, and later suffering their own unique fates. What the films did wonderfully here, however, was include an animation to accompany the story, in a style that emulated The Adventures of Prince Ahmed, a 1926 animation by Lot Reiniger. In the film, Hermione reads the tale aloud to Ron, Harry, and Xenophilius, and it gives me chills every time I watch it. 7. The Sorting Hat The Sorting Hat, known for sorting students into their respective houses in both the books and films, is actually cut out a little bit from the films. Here's how. In the books, the Sorting Hat would sing a song at the start of every year. The song, in essence, discusses the meaning of each house, and what being sorted into that house says about you. The song, though an integral part of the books, probably would have been long and drawn out on the big screen, and I don't think that it was really that important. A lot of you may not share my view on this point. 8. Burning of the Burrow This scene actually didn't occur in the books at all, and I think that it was a good addition to the films. The scene in question, the burning of the burrow, occurs at Christmas time, and outlines the Death Eaters attack on the Weasley's home after the good guys had finished their Christmas supper. This scene was effective in illustrating just how much power Voldemort and the Death Eaters had at this stage. 9. Rewatchability The books, though rich with detail and extra pieces of information, do actually require a lot more time to consume. This isn't really a point for the films above the books, as they're just different, but I do appreciate how easy it is to pop on Harry Potter at the end of a long day and absorb the whole thing. 10. Harry Encountering Snape in the Deathly Hallows, Snape and McGonagall have an epic showdown. However, this scene is quite different from book to film. In the book, Harry remains under the invisibility cloak for the duration, but in the films, Harry shows his face to Snape, entirely unafraid. This gave Harry an opportunity to give Snape a piece of his mind, where he delivers some of the most powerful lines from the film series. How dare you stand where he stood? A man who trusted you. Tell them how it happened that night tell them how you looked him in the eye and killed him. 11. McGonagall and the Statues When the Hogwarts professors and good guys are fortifying Hogwarts in advance of the Death Eaters' attack, McGonagall casts a very cool-looking spell called Pietotum Locomotor, which animates the statues on the grounds, causing them to march off. This happens in both the book and film, however, what the film adds is a humorous line from McGonagall. I've always wanted to use that spell. 12. Eliminating Spew Spew, aka the Society for the Promotion of Elfish Welfare, is an aspect of the books that didn't appear in the films. In the books, Hermione is on a veritable crusade 
to ensure that house elves are saved. Hermione starts the society after she sees Winky, an elf who isn't in the films, being mistreated. I think that the films pretty clearly illustrate that house elves are mistreated, and I just don't think that it would have made sense to include it, especially given how condensed the films are. 13. The Casting This is a bit of a cheap one, because obviously books don't have casting. We're just forced to use our imaginations to create these characters in our minds. However, with that said, I think that the casting for Harry Potter was absolutely incredible. Hagrid, Snape, Dumbledore, both actors, Hermione, Harry, Draco, they were all perfectly cast, and though my imagination did a pretty good job here, these actors were excellent. I guess this isn't really a point for how the movies are better, but I think it's worth mentioning. 14. Holiday Ambiance The Harry Potter films, though appropriate for any occasion in my mind, are particularly impactful at Christmas, and this is because of the holiday ambiance that comes with them. Filmmakers did a particularly good job at setting the scene for the holidays, through music, set creation, and whatever else was involved in creating this magical holiday environment. Again, this is not necessarily a quip at the books, but just something that the films did really well. 15. Harry and Sirius The story of the Marauders is more or less glossed over in the films, but that didn't stop filmmakers from independently introducing each of the Marauders in their own capacity later in life. This included Sirius Black, who forms a strong, believable bond with Harry over the course of the films. One big difference in their relationship from book to film, however, is that in the books Sirius never calls Harry James. When Sirius calls Harry James, his father's name, it illustrates just how much like his father Harry had become, and it was certainly something that I appreciated. 16. Dumbledore and Voldemort's Duel Now, the epic showdown between Voldemort and Dumbledore inside the Ministry Atrium is included in both the book and the film. It was a duel of epic proportions, good against evil, light against dark, and it totally overshadowed all of the boring stalemates that Harry had with Voldemort. Now, as wonderful as describing a battle is, I think that this is the type of thing that is better suited to the big screen. It was an impressive looking duel with jets of green and red flying everywhere, and ended up being the most impressive duel in the whole story. As descriptive as a book can be, let's be real, it was epic on screen. 17. Hedwig's Sacrifice During the Battle of the Seven Potters, the Order of the Phoenix are transporting Harry from the Dursley residence, and they end up having to protect him from the Death Eaters. In both the book and the film, Hedwig dies here. However, in the book, Hedwig simply dies in a cage by Harry's side while riding on Hagrid's motorcycle. In the films, Hedwig's death is more grandiose, as Hedwig ends up dying trying to protect Harry, dying a hero's death and inadvertently signifying the loss of innocence in the story. 18. Hermione using Obliviate Now, being Harry Potter's best friend doesn't come without risk, and certainly not in a world with Voldemort. This meant that, when the Death Eaters and Voldemort were rising to power, Hermione knew that she would need to take action to ensure that her parents would remain safe. This action ended up being obliviating her parents, that is, wiping all memories of her from their minds. In the book, Hermione sort of mentions this in passing, but in the film, we're provided with an extremely dark, depressing, dramatic scene, with Hermione aiming her wand at her parents, uttering the words obliviate, and watching her face disappear from the family portraits. This was an excellent addition to the films. 
19. The Battle of Hogwarts The Battle of Hogwarts, the final showdown between the good and the bad guys, is in both the Harry Potter books and films. However, the book seems to focus quite a lot on Harry during the battle, and less on the other characters. What the film does well here is show us all of the other participants in the battle, and what they got up to. This provided us with some extra action, as well as a better perspective on the magnitude scale of the battle. 20. The Development of the Films This is another one that isn't necessarily a quip at the books, but instead praises the films for something that they did well. As time passed, as characters aged, and as stakes increased, the Harry Potter films underwent a transformation that was evident from film to film. The innocent, childlike first installment, the Philosopher's Stone, gradually plunges into darkness, and we eventually end up with the extremely dark, serious, Deathly Hallows Part 2, filled with heartbreak and turmoil. Though the films were directed by a few different people, there was certainly an element of continuity from film to film in this respect, and each director did a good job at slowly setting a darker and darker tone. That's it for this video. There are certainly more things, but here are 20 decent ones that stuck out to me. What do you guys think? What do you think the films did better than the books? What did I miss? Comment down below. Until next time, remember, it is the quality of one's convictions that determine success, not the number of followers.